Welcome to the Oracle and Mushin Tarotcast, an added bonus to the Spiritual Phoenix Podcast. I'm Ross Cessna, the Oracle at Mushin, and I'll be offering weekly open readings for the collective consciousness. To see the cards, visit the Spiritual Phoenix Studios YouTube channel. I've put a link in the description. We are fan-funded, and you can contribute with the link in the show notes. Other ways to show your support include subscribing to our YouTube channel, leaving us excellent reviews wherever possible, engaging in our content on social media, shooting me an email, and sending an audio message through the Anchor app. This is a community podcast. I'm just the humble host. Let's start the show. What is up, everybody? It is the Oracle at Motion here coming at you with a weekly tarot card reading. A rune fell out when I was doing all of this, um, so I figured I would throw that in. I'd actually been thinking about adding runes. Um, So oddly enough, here we go. And the rune that came up is Ingwas, and I'm probably saying that horribly wrong. And it's about fertility, new beginnings, and the uh, god hero. The basic premise of this rune is that it indicates that you have to fertilize the soil for your own liberation, and everything is changing, and we cannot live constantly in the midst of obstacles. So this is the month of insecurity, and one of the converse things about insecurity really is if we're feeling insecure, it's likely because we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, and as we become more vulnerable, um, we're opening ourselves up to new opportunities. One of the issues for me um, lately has been kind of stepping back from uh, some of my character defects, which has opened me up to this whole new layer of vulnerability. A lot of the behaviors that we act upon that maybe aren't our uh, best behaviors or aren't the most appealing are actually um, responses to trauma that we've cultivated and they're ways to uh, minimize pain or prevent us from feeling pain. So for me personally, as I'm stepping back from those, I become very insecure and very vulnerable and it's unpleasant but at the same time this is how I'm learning to move forward and as we begin to heal and kind of do this inner work and this shadow work we will move forward in life and as we move forward in life we will encounter the old obstacles that we haven't yet overcome so we're getting these opportunities to overcome these obstacles um, which actually creates the fertile soil for new things to occur. It's very interesting um, because as we grow and as we heal, we're encountering these new problems, which when we encounter allow us to grow and heal, which allow us to counter, encounter new problems. And there's this whole cycle there. Um, ebb and flow came up again, and that came up in a, a reading previously. Um, and Because that came up, I pulled another card, and the next one was Rebirth. So to me, this speaks to the fact that it ties in with the rune as well, um, and the fact that like this ebb and flow cycle, there might have been this kind of death of character and death of attitude lately. I know for me, there was some kind of falling off, and I've been transitioning to this rebirth phase. Um, Looking at things in nature right now, too, we're approaching spring. Um, although it's not necessarily here yet in Ohio, the weather has been warmer and there's a lot of green in, in this card. So green is the rebirth of the heart. There's a lot of purple in this card, kind of the reverse rebirth of spirit. There's this whole sense of 
reattaching, uh, uh, reconnecting to life, I guess is a better way to say it. And then this character is an adult, but they're in the fetal position and they have this um, orb of light there. And to me, that's just talking about the rebirth that some of us can encounter when we begin to do this inner work and make ourselves insecure and step into that vulnerability and really allow ourselves to expand. It's um, an intimidating process, but when you begin to see the world with fresh eyes, you're able to encounter these new experiences. I made a sigil for myself last week, and the concept of the sigil was kind of visualizing the energy of life as this carbonated, bubbly um, amalgam of opportunity instead of feeling weighted and... and um, I don't know. It's kind of inexpressible, and I'm just trying to explain it the best that I can, but the concept will fall short. And, and just in kind of reconceptualizing how I perceive reality through this sigil that I made has really, really helped me greatly. Um, and I'll get into the next card before I get into the actual drawing, and it says, this is from the Rumi Oracle deck. You are the divine calendar. We're all... Let me flip it over. You are the divine calendar where all destinies are written. The ocean of mo mercy where all faults are washed clean. <laughs> Let me say this again. You are the divine calendar where all destinies are written. The ocean of mercy where all faults are washed clean. I don't know why I keep wanting to say farts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so to me, that kind of says we're on time for where we want to be and we have the potential to write our future and it ties back into the rune and saying that we are what cultivates the fertility of our soul really um and we are the ocean of mercy where all faults are washed clean so here's the thing everybody can forgive us for what we've been in life where what we've done where we've been blah 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 but unless we forgive ourselves we're going to be bound to it and everybody else can um, forgive themselves but until we forgive other people we're going to be tied to their deeds. And he here's the ultimate thing, too, about forgiveness. When you forgive somebody else, it really, really, really isn't about that other person. It's about untying you from the resentment of that deed and liberating yourself from it. Uh, and when you can really begin to do that, you're going to have a whole different life experience. So we're going to get into the cards for this week. So right off the rip, you have the Knight of Drums, which is this woman riding the white buffalo. So white buffalo in Native American cultures or uh, First Nations cultures is really a sign of uh, this rare occurrence. It, genetically speaking, a white buffalo is very rare, so it was viewed as a good omen. There is this woman riding across this open vast open field and to me that vast open desert there represents this um concept of possibility it's completely barren think of uh burning man it takes place on the black rock playa and the the playa is this um space where they can create whatever they want so this is saying that you're giving given given this space to create whatever you want you can create this um this divine gift, if you so choose to, the real element of this is harnessing the power of it, and it ties back into the rune 
it really ties into all of these cards. The ebb and flow aspect of it is this storm that's kind of behind this woman. So if you think about storms in a natural sense, uh, a storm creates the necessary precipitation for things to grow and flourish. So the, the difficulty of the insecurity, all of the hardships that we've been facing are actually fertilizers for our future when we, when we allow them to be and when we kind of break out of the uh, shell casing and tap into the nutrients of it. So that goes again into the vulnerability kind of breaking down of our emotional armoring and uh, really, really reaching for stuff. And in the rebirth aspect, it's kind of coming out of the womb, understanding that we've gestated enough and that we're ready to move forward. The next card, Four of Stones. So Stones is all about emotions. This card to me really speaks of, in some sense, letting part of ourselves go. Um, there's kind of this sacred smoke ceremony going on there. Um, and there's all of these visions in the smoke. So to me, that's first off connecting with spirit and also honoring spirit and um, honoring who we're shedding. Right now, I'm in this uh, part of my life where I'm really kind of working on shedding these old stories that I've been telling myself. I was uh, speaking with an upcoming podcast guest. I've already recorded the interview, but it will be released later. And this was kind of off of the air. And we were talking about... Um, He's pretty much telling me that it's okay to let go of some of my story. So much of my story, I identify with these difficulties in life. And while it's very helpful to other people, at a certain point, I have to begin to look at how it's hurting me. And I can still help other people. Um, I just don't need to associate myself with those elements of my story anymore. I can focus more on the repurposing of them and, and shedding the the labels that don't serve me um, and honoring that, that who I was, but also letting it go. Um, and it's kind of scary in some senses, like it's losing part of my identity, but it's part of my identity that no longer serves me. And if you think about this in a physical way, if you have dead tissue and you don't take it off, you can get what's called necrosis where it starts damaging everything else. So if I'm holding on to this part of my life that doesn't really have a place in my life anymore, it's only going to hurt the thriving and vibrant parts of my life. It's not going to benefit anyone. Um, and it doesn't mean forget about it. it. It means restructuring what it means to me. So j just like we bury dead people, um, more so to prevent the spread of disease and stuff like that. It's kind of burying this part of me to, to save myself, but we also still have markers to where they are so we can pay some kind of homage, even though the spirit of it exists elsewhere. And this is the same concept of it where I can have markers of that journey to help other people, um, but I don't need to be so closely associated with it anymore. And then the final card that we get is the king of stones which is this intelligent man um riding on this tortoise and i say intelligent i mean emotionally intelligent stones are a sign of emotions yet again turtle turtles tortoises are a symbol of knowledge because reptiles and ancient cultures often were a symbol of knowledge and wisdom 
this tortoise going through th these waters is representing kind of wading through your emotions intelligently, but also being removed from them and approaching them with knowledge. So this upcoming week, we're really going to be diving into our emotions on a deep level, um, but approaching them from a space of why do I feel this way? How does feeling this way benefit or hurt me? And how can I respond? The other aspect of this card to me that stands out is these uh, turquoise pendants. So they're over his heart and they're, they're coming up to his throat chakra. So turquoise is relative to throat chakra. It being over the heart to me indicates speaking from the heart, getting a clear message, clearly articulating yourself and associated with the emotions and wisdom it's having the wisdom to clearly express your emotions in a way that isn't damaging or hurtful to you or other people. And part of that is internal dialogue. Part of that is external dialogue. The other aspect of it is how it branches out. And that's being able to articulate both sides of um, how you feel or how you see things and understanding that oftentimes we take self-centered and self-serving positions on things or we take sides where it's overly um, gratifying to the other people in our lives and we overlook ourselves. And this is saying find the more centered approach and understand that we can still value ourselves and still value other people and do both in a, a sense of balance. The final thing that I'll touch on in this is um, both the woman and the man uh, on both sides they both have white hair. So I like to tie hair and tarot into kind of attitude or mindset. And to me, this is coming at it with the attitude or mindset of purity. And it's not so much um, about gender here. It's about energetic, uh, energetic gender in the sense of masculine and feminine energy. And this is more about this alchemical wedding and kind of reuniting these different aspects of our individual characters. We have the potential to do that. Oftentimes, one gender is um, more present. One energetic gender, I should say, is more present in our personalities. And in my understanding, we want to embody the positive traits of both energetic genders in ourselves. Um, and I don't mean this in any kind of sense of physical gender. That is a whole different topic, but this is just how it's been presented in esoteric teachings of masculine and feminine energy. Um, and to me, it's kind of finding the purity in that and finding the harmony of those two uh, elements. So this week is really going to have a lot of healing for insecurity, but part of that really is diving into it and getting intimate with what we're insecure about, why we are insecure about it, and how we can push ourselves to grow past our present limitations in regards to it. Um, and with that, love, light, and appreciation. Peace. Thanks for listening to the show, Phoenix family. Just a reminder, we are fan-funded, and you can contribute with the link in the show notes. Other ways to support the show include leaving excellent reviews wherever possible, subscribing to our YouTube channel, engaging with our content on social media, sending me an email, or reaching out via voice message through the Anchor app. Your support is greatly appreciated. Much love and synchronicity. Peace.